Welcome back to Marinson Sports Talk. My name is Caleb Marinson. I'm your host as always. Um, today we are going to talk um, some fantasy football. We are actually doing our first mock draft. I'm super excited of the 2022 season. I'm going to do it based on Fantasy Pros rankings on the Fantasy Pros app. Um, it should be great, so I'm really excited for that. But before that, let's get into some of the biggest news surrounding training camp, some of the injuries, some of the suspensions, and some of the buzz around training camp, some hype going around training camp. Let's start with some of the injuries and suspensions, starting with Deshaun Watson. John Watson was suspended six games, um, which is super bad. I, I don't understand how it's only six games. But now the NFL is appealing that decision, and... This should be extended. The thing, I expect them to extend it to a year. That is my prediction. The only thing that could happen after, which is also very likely, is Watson, They, the players union or Watson, um, you know, sues for this, and he ends up playing week one, and maybe this has been in bid in the season, or maybe the suspension never gets done until next season. And that that's even worse. So it's, it's do the NFL want to do this, want to try it? You know, but then the players' union Watson can go sue them, and he could play week one. So that'd be big, and we'll see. We'll see if that happens. But um, the news is the sixth game. But I'm not going to change my rankings for the sixth game as of now, because I'm still waiting. It could be just one game. Could be. It could be no games. I mean, it could be a whole season. So we're gonna wait and see. My hunt view isn't changing yet. I'm big on hunt. That's not changing yet. You know. So. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stay out for now from the Browns until late farther. No, so let's talk about some of the injuries. Um, one injury that's really big, I think not for the players, a fantasy fan, so like, but it's Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's got a shoulder problem, I think, shoulder problem. It's same as like Ben had a couple years ago before he kind of got worse. He got bad. Of course, there was no Brown after that injury, but he was bad. He wasn't as good at, as a serious man. I watched him. And it just it just didn't have it. He wasn't as good uh, after that injury. Maybe it's not the same for Stafford. And I think it's something to watch. But I don't think you change your um, your outlook on on Allen Robinson or your outlook on Cooper Cup. I'm not taking. I'm not avoiding Cooper Cup in the first round because of this yet. Of course, I hope and I'm really hope that that reporters can find out, is this bothering Matthew Stafford? I think it is. I think he's throwing worse. But when we get later, when we watch preseason games, maybe he plays a preseason game, we'll see. Like, oh, he does not look like himself. He's throwing bad. We will see that, and then I'll be like, okay, Cup's not going to be as good. Cup's going to still be as good. We still got to wait on that information. Now I'm going to move into information that we don't have to wait on. Starting with really bad news for the Denver Broncos, sad news. Wide receiver, Tim Patrick, third wide receiver on the team, is injured. Tore his ACL, out for the season. Just like that, his season's over. A hype train that was coming. Everyone was big on Tim Patrick, and now he tore his ACL. That is sad. It's a sad thing. Um, But for fantasy football, for the Broncos, as a standpoint, it's going to hurt them, but it's not going to hurt them that much. They've got wide receivers. It won't hurt them that much. For a fantasy football standpoint, I think it's going to help Jerry Judy a lot. Um, I'm still kind of, I like Jerry Judy better than Cortland Sutton. I think he's kind of going to take up more of those Tim Patrick work. He's kind of be, kind of be that like deep ball kind of, um, like a deep fireball kind of guy. 
Jerry Judy and take in. That's kind of what Tim Patrick does. So he can kind of take that role. And Cortland Sutton will be, you know, the more consistent possibly guy. But he'll be bad. He's been bad with Jerry Judy um, when he's played. And I think Jerry Judy's the more likely guy to succeed. And even more with Tim Patrick injured. Uh, we'll see if I have a chance in the mock draft to pick either of them. Um, there's some small news. James Washington, he's out 10 games uh, with an injury. But let's move on to some of the bigger news. Chris Godwin is back. Sounded like he was going to miss a lot of the season. Chris Godwin was a store in ACL. But he's back, recovering greatly. He's back on the practice field. Russell Gage height should be done now. Um, and we'll see how high he moves up the board. You know, right now, wide receiver 24, but that was with the injury concerned. Now that there's no injury, I would take him up to a top 20 wide receiver. Of course, he's always been up there. If, if he rises to wide receiver 15, I still got to look into that. But you know, matter in where he ends up being. And all these players, you know, when they come off injury or when they get injured, you know, their stock's going to rise. Their stock's going to fall. You're going to see, but it's going to kind of come slowly. It's going to come in bits. The ADP is kind of going to slow down. So right now when I'm drafting this mock draft, it's going to be like, oh, this guy's so far down. I should take him. He's playing the whole season. That's Chris Godwin for you right now. Uh, some rookie bus that I want to talk about. Um, Romeo Dub, Dobbs. Sorry for the mispronounce. Mispronouncing it. But, um... He's getting all this hype. And I'm big on Christian Watson, who's been injured. So I'm kind of like, okay. Is it real? Is Romeo Dubs, Dobbs that good? Is he better than Christian Watson, their second-round pick, an early second-round pick? I don't think he is. Not yet. Maybe he does improve to that, but I don't think he's that big of a steal that he's better than Christian Watson. I believe in Christian Watson's talent, and I believe Aaron Rodgers will get that connection with Christian Watson. But it's big that Christian Watson is missing training camp. I will really need to see when he comes back, is there any connection? Or really, it's just with Romeo Dobbs. And then maybe it's time to sell in on Romeo Dobbs and, and fall off Christian Watson. Because the best, if you're going to pick any Packers receiver, which I think one of them will be very value, it's going to be a rookie. Because we've seen these other guys play. He's not great with the other guys. The other guys aren't great. Rookies could be great. Rookies have the most potential, I believe. Out of anyone, for sure. For sure. Um, The last hype, there was hype around Sky Moore. He's been playing great for Kansas City. And that's what I expected. I'm big on Sky Moore as a rookie wide receiver. I like a lot of rookie wide receivers, and Sky Moore is one of them that I do like as a Chiefs wide receiver. Same, same kind of situation. They don't really have a number one, you know, the top guy left, and it's a great QB, great situation. You know, of course they have Travis Kelsey. The other team, Packers don't have a Travis Kelsey, but still, it is it is similar. Um, I think that's the last big news that I want to get over. Uh, maybe another day we will go through some of the smaller news. But um, as of now, those are the news from week one and week two. Week one, I think we talked about a little bit more about Julio joining a team. We'll see Odell and, and Will Fuller are the next two that need to join a team. We'll see if Odell does it during the season. Will Fuller, Will Fuller makes that pick uh, sooner or later. Uh, we'll see that. Or he just doesn't sign with a team, which would be bad. I think he is having talks, but you know, no serious ones. Not a, not a contract yet. So we'll see. Um, and we'll give you the information you need, of course, for your fantasy team this year in fantasy football. But let's start with the mock draft. Um, 
we're going to see. We're going to randomize my first round pick right now. And I will start with the seventh pick in the draft. This is a place, you know, a lot of people aren't going to draft from. It's one out of 12. We'll see. So I, I want to I wanna go from the seventh pick, see how it is. And I'm going to I'm gonna talk about every pick. And we'll see. Um, so let's start the draft. Um, starting the draft now. And... Basically, how this is going to work, I'm going to draft 16 rounds. I'm going to draft my players. It's the same. And I'm going to talk about my picks. Um, so, I'm really excited for this draft. Um, one sec as it's loading. Um, the draft has started. And this is uh, the players that went off the board. I think it started off Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, and Najee Harris. I am so big on Najee Harris. And I'm so sad that he just went. Um, those five guys, though, when it gets to that sixth pick, I'm like, okay, I have Najee or Cup. Those are two guys. I have my third. Najee's my third player, and Cup's my fourth. So I think it's a pretty obvious pick as of now. I think Cup's going to be really good. But then, you know, there is that news that Cup does have, you know, injury concerns. No, not injury. Stafford has injury concerns, and, you know, there could be problems. But as of now, I'm not avoiding Cup yet. You know, maybe a little bit later when I see it, when I see Stafford playing bad, then I will start twisting. Then I will start, oh, Justin Jefferson's a better pick here. Or maybe I take a shot on a running back, rely on my running backs. Do I want a running back? Am I going to be able to stack a running back in that second round? You know, looking at this at this board, you know, the running backs, you know, after that, still mixing, of course. But he, he should be picked when it gets around me in a couple of picks. You know, then I get Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette. I like Fournette, so if Fournette's able to fall or Kamara's there, James Conner, you know, all those guys I'm fine in the second round. James Conner, Fournette I'm fine taking there. So I'm hopefully Fournette or Kamara uh, falls. If not, you know, I've got that James Conner pick. So I feel feel fine with the running backs there. I don't love any running backs there. But, again, I don't love the wide receivers there either. I don't love Stephon Diggs. I don't love, D- I don't love Stephon Diggs, you know, and to find the wide receivers, you know, no wide receivers taken yet, so it could be Jamar Chase could get around, probably not. I don't love Stephon Diggs. I like Devontae Adams, so Devontae Adams there. I could stack two wide receivers. I don't like CeeDee Lamb that much. I don't like Debo that much. I like Debo, but not that much. I don't love Mike Evans. I don't love Tyreek Kill. Like, all these guys I'm good with, but I'm not. they're not my favorite. So I could go either way, running back wide receiver, I'm able to feel fine with my second round pick, no matter what position it is. So I am going to select Cooper Cup, and we'll see how it goes from there. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um, after their picks are being selected, um, after me came off the board, uh, Travis Kelsey. Well, that's early for Kelsey. Then Justin Jefferson, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Stephon Diggs. Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, and C.D. Lamb. So there's a lot of players here. Um, Debo, could I stack two wide receivers? You know, Fournette and Kamara, they both fell to me. The two guys I wanted to fall. Um, DeAndre Swift is here, though. You know, and a lot of people would say pick DeAndre Swift here. But, you know, is he higher in my running back rankings? No, he's not. I like Fournette better. Fournette is the player I like better. I like Fournette even better than Dalvin Cook, which is, you know, people call crazy. I, I kind of have moved Fournette down these last couple weeks behind Cook, you know, some maybe behind Chubb. But, you know, I still have him over Swift. I still have him over Kamara. I still have him over Connor. Um, which are the next guys here. I have him over Aaron Jones still, Saquon Barkley, guys that just went before. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to avoid what people think with DeAndre Swift, and I'm going to go with the player behind him in Leonard Fournette. Just because he was so good last season, dominated last season. was so. You look at the stats, it's 2018, 16 points, domination. You know, there's injury worries. He's old. Yeah, sure. But he's been good, and he's been good in Tampa uh, through his career, and he's always been a talented running back. And the concerns are, yeah, there's a backup running back that could take some time. But I don't see that. He finished high last season. And uh, he finished at, I think, top seven running back last season. I see him repeating that. I don't see him falling off. And there is that chance for a fall off. But that's why he's a little bit farther back than he was uh, than he finished last season. And that is a steal because I, could, I do see just similar things to last season. That's why I will pick Leonard Fournette as my RB1 to stack with Cooper Cup. So let's move on to the next round, round three. A couple guys of the pick. I had 206. Now I have, will have 307. Uh, a couple guys I like went off the board uh, after me. County DeAndre Swift, Debo Samuel, then Alvin Kamara, then James Conner. Two guys I hoped to follow the next round. Mark Andrews. Javante Williams, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and then my favorite player in the third round went off the board with Keenan Allen and Josh Allen, and T. Higgins, and Zeke. So I'm stuck here with, you know, A.J. Brown, Cam Akers, Kyle Pitts, Michael Pittman being the top players. Um, of course, there's other guys, you know, I could I could go with uh, farther down. D.J. Moore is, is actually, you know, ahead of Cam Akers. Uh, David Montgomery. Deontay Johnson is a guy I could take a shot on. If he's there in the fourth round, I'd happily take him. In the th- in the fourth, he's a steal. In the third, you know, as a wide receiver two, I kind of I think Pittman as a wide receiver two is really good. I think Akers as a running back two is good. But with Fournette and with the worries about Cup, I kind of want to take a guy I feel more certain about in Michael Pittman. Um, there is worries about Fournette. You know. Before, there weren't really worries about a cup, but now there is some worries about cup. So I'm going to ride with Michael Pittman ahead of Cam Akers, ahead of A.J. Brown. Oh, you might be like, A.J. Brown, third round, steal. Going just too early for my lord. He, he wasn't even this good in Tennessee where there wasn't a running QB. You know, I think they're almost as running of a team as as uh, as Tennessee, where Tennessee, they were um, – because Philly runs the football with the QB a lot, and I could see that more. And they still have more guys they can throw to um, with Devontae Smith and some other guys out of the backfield. He's going to get targets similar to Tennessee, but it's going to be worse throws, I believe. And uh, it's going to be similar things that he did in Tennessee. And uh, that's that's not as high as the third round. That's a third-round pick, but, you know, I, I like Michael Pittman here better. I think he has the more upside. He's going to get more catches, and I think he's almost – as talented, if not more talented this year, I think he can be than AJ Brown. So I'm gonna pick Michael Pittman as ride as my second um wide receiver. And we'll see as my four picks, um <clears throat> as my fourth round pick comes. Oh boy. So big thing. Deontay Johnson was picked one pick ahead of me, and that is super annoying because that would have been a steal of the draft. I I'm I'm all in on Deontay Johnson if he's in the fourth round. You know, even though there's bad QBs, there's been bad QBs his whole career. He played good with Mason Rudolph. He played good with horrible Ben Roethlisberger. I don't see a downgrading QB. I see them with a new contract wanting to throw to him. And I see him being super talented. So, <clears throat> I would have loved to take him there, and I think anyone should be. But um, A.J. Brown went after Cam Akers, D.J. Moore, Kyle Pitts, Montgomery, Kittle, Marquise Brown, Travis Etienne. 
sorry, excuse me, uh, Terry McLaurin and Deontay Johnson. So here, I look in the fourth round. Do I want to steer for Justin Herbert, who is here? He's looking and he's like, okay, I want Justin Herbert. A lot of times when I'm drafting, I'm, I'm, I couldn't get it here, but I like to go Keenan Allen because, of course, Keenan Allen's picked three picks ahead of me, and then go with um, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is the guy in a million years that I'm. I never have picked a QB in this early in a draft. Do I want to do that? I might. I might want to steer. Um, early in the draft to a guy um, like Justin Herbert. Do I want to go and take a shot on Brandon Cooks? He's going a little bit later, but be my flex player, a good flex player, consistent. Um, that would really make my wide receiver core very well. As well, you know, Jalen Waddle is really good, and I have him a lot higher. So, yeah, it'd be Jalen Waddle if I'm steering on a, cute, on a wide receiver. And then, you know, if I want to I wanna go running back, it is Elijah Mitchell. It is kind of the running back dead zone here. And, you know, next round, maybe I can get J.K. Dobbins. Um, and then I'd be thrilled with that. This is my running back, too. You know, there is inconsistency there. But if I'm going to have that good wide receivers with Waddle, um, with Pittman, and Cup, and Fournette, and Dobbins, that's my running back one and running back two, I feel great. It's, it's, it's kind of an empty slate. You could go for the QB and then, you know, be a little bit worse on the wide receivers, be a little bit worse on the, the um, running back, but I don't love Justin Herbert that much without Keenan Allen to pick him here. So I am going to actually pick Jalen Waddle here. Um, I like him. I'm going to go for it. Um, I think he's just so he's so good. Wide receiver 17 right now. You know, all the guys ahead of him have been picked. I, I have him wide receiver 14, 13 in my rankings, you know, He's going to be good. He's going to get those middle-range targets. Hill's going to be the jet sweeps, the screens, the deep balls. But Waddle can get those down-the-fields plays, the tough plays, the red zone uh, um, catches. And that's going to be enough for him to get 10 points, even without the reception monster, and take a lot of points. So I'm going to go Jalen Waddle, my fourth-round pick. Sad I couldn't get Johnson, but I go Jalen Waddle. Now I need a hope that J.K. Dobbins falls to me. So we'll look if J.K. Dobbins falls to me. Let me read out the picks because we'll see. Patrick Mahomes went after. And Brees Hall, Darren Waller, Chris Godwin, who, yeah, I could have took Chris Godwin last round, but I do like Jalen Waddle still a little bit more. As of now, I haven't done enough really research, I would say, on Chris Godwin now that he's injuries apart from him, and he does not have that injury anymore. But Darren Wall, Chris Godwin, like I said, then J.K. Dobbins guy, one to fall, Antonio Gibson, D.K. Metcalf, Lamar Jackson, Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, almost fell to this next pick, Cameron Sutton. And then I'm back on the clock. So this is a tough one. It's a toughie because you're stuck here with, you know, Elijah Mitchell being the best running back available. I'm not completely at him, but I do see them not keeping the running backs um, <clears throat> for more than two years. I've seen that for a long time. That's happened. Um, is that a worry for me? Yeah, it is. But I think he played so well last season that it is to take a shot on that. Raheem Mostert, I think if he didn't get injured a lot, uh, he would have had that role for two years straight. And um, that's why I think it is it is best to uh, take that shot. Um, as of now, it's my running back two. I kind of need a running back two, and I think that's it's probably the most obvious pick out of anyone 
once here. You know, maybe a little bit later I could get another guy, get the bench players, get the QB. Right now I want to get my starting five. Um, it's the most important, those five first rounds to get those guys. So I am going to go Elijah Mitchell um, with my next pick. So we'll see if that works out as we go to my sixth round pick. You know, talking about Elijah Mitchell, I think the talent is is it's unreal. He's speedy. That's what San Fran wants. Um, and that's they got a new running back, but it's it's a third round pick, I think. So there's no really worries, I think. He's not as fast as Mitchell, as they they know they like fast running backs. He's gonna be the running back one, uh, though he, there is injury concerns. Um, but I think I have him as you know San Fran's running back one stand out there. And as the running back 22, San Fran, heavy running team, running back one, should be uh, a, a running back two for fantasy football. <clears throat> and that's completely fine to have him to stack with Fournette with such good wide receivers. So I am going to do that. And we'll move in to the sixth round after this. Um, <clears throat> and we'll see who's available. Do I want to stack a QB to tight end? Maybe get my full star roster or go for a bench player? After this, Jerry Judy was taken. Um, a guy I could have took a shot on wide receiver if I did need a wide receiver. But I didn't want to get four wide receivers. I don't want to bench wide receiver like that. I kind of did that in my one of my fantasy leagues last year. And it came up costly. I was searching for running backs all season long. And that's always going to hurt you. You want to find um, the best players you can. Um, you want to find you want to find the best players you can, but you also want to fit in running back before the sixth round, your second running back, because other teams are having a first and second round running back. I've got weak running backs, but I've got strong wide receivers. But of course, after that, Josh Jacobs, Jerry Judy, Darnell Mooney, AJ Dillon, Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Dawson Knox, Russell Wilson, Miles Sanders. On the clock, QB Jalen Hurts is the best player available. That's tempting because Jalen Hurts is a Run-heavy guy with better wide receivers. He's going to throw a decent amount, and he's going to run the football. He's going to get a lot of chances. A rushing QB. Um, I could see Kyler Murray upside. Very similar. I do see Kyler Murray upside. More than Kyler Murray upside. I already see him. The normal should be Kyler Murray. A rusher can run as much as Kyler Murray, if not more. A thrower, a scorer. It's it's in you know I think he's as good of a thrower as good of a player as Kyler Murray as good of a runner as Kyler Murray and as good of a wide receiver as Kyler Murray so I think that's similar that's the, the exact what he is and what he should be and then there is room to excel uh, farther than that and, and he'd be a great pick here of course there's other guys you could target you know do you want Allen Robinson do you want do I want a third running back Damian Harris a guy I really like he's going so late. Uh, this is so tempting. You know, if I'm going to take a wide receiver, it's going to be Allen Robinson, though I do not want to stack two, um, two Rams wide receivers. So Bateman is there at Baltimore. He could be really good if I want to pick a fourth wide receiver. So I think it's Bateman, Damian Harris, um, and Jalen Hurts. Of course, Kareem Hunt is around here, who I could definitely be tempted to pick. Hopefully he can fall to the next round. I think I kind of want to take Jalen Hurts and then and then fall back and be like, okay, hopefully Damian Harris or Shaw Bateman or Hunt, one of them makes it back to me, and then I'll feel I'll feel great. If not, you know, I'm kind of in a, in a pickle uh, for the seventh round. But as of now, I'm getting my starters, and I'm getting a core because that's the most important part. You want backups, of course, but the starters are what you get to your points. 
do want a guy maybe for my running backs with Dobbins and Fournette with injury concerns. Maybe I do want another running back, and maybe that is Hunt. Maybe that is Damian Harris. I don't want to take a shot out now. Um, it's all about strategy, though. Jalen Hurts is a guy I like in the sixth round, and I think he can be really good. Um, as a sixth round pick, I think the QBs after this are are, you know, are lowly. I wouldn't take Dak. You know, maybe I take Stafford, but the injury concerns. I'm not gonna take Stafford. So the next guy I would pick is is Kirk Cousins and Trey Lance. I would stack those guys. That's not what I want to get. You know, right now with the news of Matthew Stafford, I was into Matthew Stafford and Trey Lance. I'm not so into just taking Trey Lance. So it'd be Kirk Cousins, Trey Lance. And to get me so much more points and an upside even higher than Trey Lance is Jalen Hurts, and that's that's the pick here. And and hopefully Jamie Harris or Rashad Bateman or Kareem Hunt, one of them will fall to me next round. I need those three. Hopefully not all those threes um, um, get picked when it gets back to me at seven set uh, seven oh seven. Jalen Hurts is dra- I draft, and then um, a couple guys picked after. We'll see. Who gets picked if my guys get picked? Oh, Gabriel Davis, another guy who's big on, got picked. But I'm not going to list it out this far back. Amon Ross St. Brown got picked. Elijah Moore got picked. Another QB and Jack got picked. Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver I might have picked there, got picked. But Damian Harris is here as well as Kareem Hunt. And I'm looking at my rankings. And Damian Harris is in my top 20 running backs. And, you know, Hunt is not. Hunt is, you know, 20... 25, 26. I'm big on him, but he's not my top 20 running back. Uh, maybe 23, 24. Uh, I even like Damon Harris better than Elijah Mitchell. Um, though I took Elijah Mitchell because then I can come back. Um, and take uh, take Elijah Mitchell. Um, yeah, I took a lot. Uh, yeah, I took Elijah Mitchell, not J.K. Dobbins. Sorry for that confusion. I think I was saying. I took J.K. Dobbins, and that's wrong. I actually took Elijah Mitchell. Sorry, I got I got myself confused. That was on me because I was hoping for uh, J.K. Dobbins. That did not happen. I ended up by uh, getting Elijah Mitchell. I'm still a good team, but, you know, after Elijah Mitchell, I've got Mitchell behind Damian Harris. So let's go take Damian Harris. Let's go ride with Damian Harris. There is Michael Thomas. Injury concerns. I'm feeling, I don't know, Clyde Sealer. I don't know. None of these guys interest me except Damian Harris and Kareem Hunt. And Damian Harris, I do have higher than Kareem Hunt. So I'm going to ride with Damian Harris with my seventh pick and my first bench spot. So we'll see. That's my seventh pick. I really like that pick. Um, so we'll see what happens after this. Brandon Ayuk was picked, a guy I like. Kareem Hunt picks. So that's, a big, that's a big pick. And uh, Michael Thomas also picked Tom Brady that last tier QBs picked. And now you're you're at late in the draft and you want to find a guy. This is my favorite round in the draft. Round eight. Favorite round in the draft for wider receivers. The next five guys on my list are all wide receivers. And I like every single one of them. There is Trayvon Burks, who's the farthest down out of these guys. Hopefully, maybe he can fall down to the next round. Drake London, Hunter Renfro, Christian Kirk. I do have Drake London, the highest out of these guys, followed by Burks, 
followed by Renfro, followed by Kirk. Lockett, a guy I'm out on this season because of Seattle's bad QBs. So then it's four guys that I'm deciding for him. Lennon's my favorite because I think he is the only true wide receiver one. Kristen Kirk's a wide receiver one. Um, but I think the talent is just so much better for Drake London. Um, so you're just deciding, you know, you're like, okay, maybe Kristen Kirk gets more targets. Maybe. But it's worse targets. Drake London's getting better targets, not by a lot, but he's more talented that he can take those targets for more. I'm betting on the talent for Drake London rather than the targets uh, for Christian Kirk. So they both have bad QBs. So it's targets, a little bit more targets for Christian Kirk or a little bit more talent with Drake London. Hunter Renfro doesn't have, you know, the targets. Um, maybe he has the talent. He has the consistency. Um, he has the best QB. But he doesn't have the best, best QB. Um, Trayvon Burks is a shot. He's, you're taking a shot on him. He's going to get targets like any of these guys. All these guys are like the number one wide receivers for their team that are like the back end of that wide receiver ones. They're all like the last. Drake London, Christian Kirk, Trayvon Burks, they're all like the last wide receiver ones for their team picked. And I think they're all steals because I think a wide receiver one this late in the draft is a steal. So I think any of them are steals. I think Hunter Renfro is probably the least as a third target. But he's he's good, and he's a good shot as well. If you want to take a shot on Hunter Renfro and rely on that consistency, then sure, take that as well. But I want a guy I can take a shot on, a rookie now, and I'm going to take it, Drake London, the most talented rookie. Uh, that's Drake London. I'm going to pick in the eighth round. We'll see what happens after that. Um, a couple of guys picked. Someone picked the Buffalo Bills defense. Definitely don't recommend that. That's a bad pick. Um... But Garrett Wilson goes off the board. Another rookie, Trayvon Burks. Christian Kirk goes off the board uh, as well. Um, Hunter Renfro as well. So a lot of players, those four guys that I mentioned, all off the board uh, after that. So then I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck. I like Malvin Gordon a lot uh, here. Kadarius Tony, I'm into taking a shot on. I think if you're going to take a shot on any Giants wide receiver, it should be Kadarius Tony. Um, so it's Kadarius Tony. Or Melvin Gordon at this point uh, in the draft. Right now, I'm looking, you know, at the tight ends and saying, okay, that's a position I need in my starting lineup. Um, and tight ends, one sec, let me pull that up. The tight ends right now left Zach Ertz, Pat Frymuth, and Cole Komet. I want to get Cole Komet late in the draft, go sneak him in, and then, you know, if I want, maybe sneak in a Jared Effort. Um, very late. So, one of those guys, probably Cole Komet, and then maybe even Stack Gerald Everett on my bench as that last pick. So, we'll see We'll see how that works out. But, um, as of now, I'm stuck. I'm going to go, do I want to take that shot on Kadarius Tony on my lineup? Or do I want to take, you know, just a, a more, more likely, a better player who I can start on any given week? I feel good about Melvin Gordon. I really do feel good about Melvin Gordon last year because I don't see them... Them just like reducing that 50 50 split and making it like a 70 30. I don't see that happening. I see them maybe a 60 40. But that's not going to make him go from running back 16, 17 to running back 40. It's going to make him go to running back 17 to maybe running back 30. A good flex player that I can just stack on the flex. Someone's injured. Oh, stack on the flex. Someone's injured in the running back. Put him in the running back. Someone's on a bye. Put him there. He's just that kind of guy that I can rely on, and I want that in my roster. Um, as I look at my roster, you know, 
I've got one backup wide receiver. I've got four wide receivers. i got three running backs. So it's not like I'm making my team uneven when I pick him. So I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon here. I think I recommend you in the in the ninth round, pick him. If he's still there in the ninth round, if he's there in the eighth, seventh, I am that high that you can go pick him. If you're in a, if he's on your bench, it's a steal because you're going to be able to slide him into your slot. You're going to be able to slide him in your flex. You're going to be able to slide him in your running back. When someone's injured, when someone doesn't play well, when someone busts, he's going to be that, and he can be that for a season. Melvin Gordon, I rely on in every mock draft, every draft. I want Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt. I got Melvin Gordon this time. Maybe next time we'll get Kareem Hunt. Hopefully I can get both in every draft. But this draft, I get Melvin Gordon, I move on. So let's move on. You know, we'll see. Maybe it's time. Um, you know, that was a steal. Melvin Gordon's normally not there. I normally take him in the seventh round. In the ninth round, that's a steal. He's number 86. I got him number 103 overall. Oh, and now this is tempting. So I was I was here waiting. A couple of guys got picked. Any any big Alexander Madison, James Robinson got picked. Kadarius Tony did get picked. So, you know, a couple of guys get picked. And I'm here, and I'm like, okay, Chris Olave is still on the board. And, you know, if you want to take that wide receiver for New Orleans, you know, second wide receiver for the team, you'd be good. Sure, take that with Jamison Winston. Or you can take Sky Moore, who's a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. You're taking him out on your bench, so you don't want a guy who's going to be okay. You want a guy who can really break out, a rookie wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs that's going to get targets, that's playing with Patrick Mahomes, who can become the wide receiver one this season. And even if he doesn't, the wide receiver two, be as good as Chris Olave and be with a better QB. Wide receiver three even, then maybe he's time to cut. But then I think he is even as good as Chris Olave's ceiling. So I think it is definitely uh Sky Moore, if I am picking a wide receiver in this spot, if I am still avoiding Zach Ertz still on the board, Pat Hiram is still on the board, so I'm still waiting for that Cole Komet pick, which is my favorite out of those guys. Um, And then overall, you know, there's Matthew Stafford still on the board, Zach Ertz, Trey Lance, both of those guys still on the board, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, uh, a lot of these Pat Fryer moves are all the next guys before you get to uh, Daryl Henderson, Chris Olave. And uh, Sky Moore. So, you know, a lot of these guys, tight ends. Do you want to take a shot on the tight end? No, no, I want to wait. A QB now? No, I want to wait. I've already got a QB. So I'm going to go take the best player available. Um, Sky Moore. I think he's the best player available, and I want a wide receiver. I'm going to go take him. He's better than Chris Olave. Let me go take Sky Moore here. Well, maybe it's a little early. I don't think it's that early. Um, but I think it's a good pick. So we'll move on. Hopefully I wait for my tight ends. I'm waiting. I want Cole Komet. I'm going to check the Did any of them get picked? <clears throat> That's the first thing to do after every round. When you're drafting and you need a tight end, you're like, okay, I want Cole Komet. Let me see who's still to be picked. Get in position every round. Okay, Zach Ertz, Pat Frymuth, they're still to be picked. So I don't need to pick one this round because I'm not expecting three tight ends to go up the board. And even if there's three, it could be Mike Iseke or Hunter Henry before uh, Cole Komet. So I'm going to wait. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back and go take a shot on someone. The draft board, my roster, um, is looking pretty good. I, I've got a good roster, I think. Uh, and I've got one more bench. No, it's it's two more bench spots to to fill up. So you know now it's like who do I want to stack at the end of the draft? Who do I want to go take a shot on, and really believe in late in the draft? So I'm gonna go to the cheat sheet. I'm going to go to the rankings, 
cheat sheets, that's what's called here, and go look at who's still available. You know, there's Naeem Hines, there's Kenny Goddage, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Damien Harris. Yeah, sure, they're fine. I don't know. But I'm going to wait. Jamal Williams still here. But guess what? You want someone you can start on a given week. You, this year, you're just looking. Who do you want late in a draft? Who are my favorite guys late in a draft to take a shot on? That's the big question. Who are the late guys that you want to take a shot on this year? So I'm going to look. Going to think Darrell Williams is here, and I really do like him this late in the draft. Rondo Moore, pretty sure, is still on the board. I do like him late in the draft. I'm just looking, late in the draft. Some of these guys picked already. So it's Rondo Moore and Darrell Williams, two Arizona Cardinals players that are my favorite players left in this draft. Then I want to go take a shot. I'm going to go. I'll look them up if that is okay. Daryl Williams is still on the board, but Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore is also still on the board. ECR is 142 for, um, it's 127 overall for Rondell Moore. For Daryl Williams, so it's 142. You want to look who is most likely to get picked. These are the two guys I want to end up with. Darrell Williams, 155. It's more likely Darrell Williams is picked. So I'm going to go with Rondell Moore. Even though I like him a little bit less, I think Rondell Moore, he can be really good, Rondell Moore. Um, let me explain this Rondell Moore pick. Thinking about it, you want these two guys laying the draft. You know that, okay, you don't want to pick just another guy because they're the best guy here. They're the best guy in the next 10. No, you want to take these shots that you want to take. Um... That's Rondell Moore and, J- and Darrell Williams. But starting with Rondell Moore and why I like him. I like him because DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss the first six weeks. You could see Marcus Brown uh, get a suspension. I don't see it happening for him speeding. So, yeah, you don't see that suspension still. Um, Marcus Brown has always been that deep threat, just a shot down deep guy. Rondell Moore can be that guy with consistent yards, good receptions, get those curls, get those slants, get those ends, and be good. Be a 10-point guy per game, be an 11-point guy per game, that you can also just stack in your slot those first, your flex those first couple of weeks if there's anything that happens to the injuries, to the problems, and he's there. And then you can kind of cut him unless he does something smart and he's still good with DeAndre Hopkins returning to the lineup. So he's not a guy that's going to totally break out in my predictions. He can break out, but I think he's going to be really good just consistently more than uh, another guy that you could take a shot on here. So Ronda Moore, my pick right here. Um, so with that pick, Rondo Moore, we wait and see if Daryl Williams does fall. I'm still waiting on Cole Komet. Though, Pat Firemuth, Cole Komet, two guys on the board right now. Do I want to take that Cole Komet pick and then wait later for Daryl Williams? Am I still waiting out on Daryl Williams? Do I want to hope Daryl Williams is there or do I want to hope Cole Komet is there? Cole Komet has a way higher ECR. So I'm going to go Cole Komet and then hopefully get back. Let me explain my Cole Komet pick. Cole Komet, Chicago uh, tight end, amazing talent, really good. Um, and, you know, there's no one really else they're throwing to. Darnell Mooney, maybe Nikhil Harry, but he should be that second target in this offense. Of course, it's a bad offense, but still, a tight end who's a second target should be a top tight end, gets the targets. Um, 
games he doesn't get in the end zone. He's still better. He's not going to be end zone relying. He got zero touchdowns. I see, and I think he still can score eight to nine, eight to ten points in games. He doesn't score a touchdown. Then when he scores a touchdown, he's going to be really good. Get those 15, 60 points and win you weeks. But normally he'll be get at eight, nine. That's fine. Um, and it's fine starter. Then you can kind of hopefully he scores a touchdown. If he doesn't, we'll be good. So that's my outlook on Bears tight end Cole Komet as I pick him here. Now I wait and hope Daryl Williams is not picked. Um, a couple of guys go off the board. Let me highlight the biggest name before I see Sony Michelle. He's picked um, running back for Miami. Tyler Geo was taking a shot on. Uh, Jamal Williams was taking a shot on. Oh, and let me let me make my argument. It's Jamal Williams. It's Daryl Williams. Let me make my argument for Daryl Williams over Jamal Williams this season. I think, you know, DeAndre Swift, is definitely gonna get injured. I know I shouldn't say this, but for some for some time. He's super injury prone. And at least saying for Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams is gonna get a chance. Daryl Williams is gonna get get a chance most likely as well, because James Conner has always been super injury prone. Maybe it's less than DeAndre Smith. Maybe he gets less games than Jamal Williams playing. Guess what? When he plays, you're actually gonna want to start him. When you pick Jamal Williams, are you even going to want to start him? I had him last season. I didn't even want to start him when DeAndre Swift was injured. I had other guys I wanted to start better. Darrell Williams in his position in Arizona, and with that talent that he showed last season and season before, I think he's almost as talented, but he's just in a better position where you're going to actually want to start him. So go, go pick Darrell Williams way ahead. Jamal Williams, and here's my last pick to stack a handcuff running back, one handcuff running back. It's great. He's the best handcuff running back. If you want to get Isaiah Spiller, Los Angeles Charles, don't take him as a player that you think he can break out and be good, even with that on the field. He's not going to be that. But if you want to take him as a handcuff running back, sure, take that shot. I think Darrell Williams is a little bit better. Darrell Williams is picked. I'll take Isaiah Spiller as a handcuff running back late here. Goss Edwards, another handcuff running back. But the thing is, he's injured, so he's not going to be a handcuff running back early. I don't really want to take a shot on. He's probably going to rise. The injury kind of goes away. So we'll see on that. Gus Edwards is on the clock. You could pick him. But I'm going to take Daryl Williams here. And uh, and hopefully we'll see where that goes. We'll get a kicker and a defense after that. So that's my 14th pick. Um, or that was my 13th pick. So now I'm on the board. 14th pick. We're actually 15 rounds here. Um, 15 rounds. My roster is full. Now, um, except for my kicker and my defense, you can take out your kicker in your leagues if you want. I don't normally. I haven't yet. But I, if you want to get around to that, should get around to that and go do that. Um, I think that's, that's. Sorry about that. Uh, we had some technical difficulties. We just went out for a second. Uh, we, we just fixed it up. That was just a second. Sorry about. Sorry again. Um, but like I was saying before, uh, before I got cut off by the uh, technical difficulties, um, I, I was just um, saying about the my defense and their kickers and about how you know if you want to take up the kicker, sure. If you want to take up the defense, sure. Um, you know, I, I'm just going to go through the defense. I'm not going to talk about the defense. I'm not going to talk about the kicker because that's boring. Yeah. I'm not going to research kickers. I'm not going to research because they do nothing. 
I think I'm probably going to take out kickers out of most of my leagues this year. I think I'm going to try it. Um, defense, you know, I think you just got to look at week one and go by that and uh, see how that works. And, you know, right now I'm not going to stare at week one and think about that when I'm doing a mock draft. Well, when you get closer, that's what that's what you want to try to do. Um, so that's the end of the draft uh, here today. Sorry about that that late technical difficulties. But, you know, it's the end of the draft, and my team ends with a stark, uh, great QB in Jalen Hurts, a guy I want to go into fantasy games thinking, okay, he can beat any QB. He can dominate. And I don't see that much downside for him worse than last year. And, and so that's a good starting QB. Uh, to match with wide receivers at the top of their game with Cooper Cup and Michael Pittman and running back with Jalen Waddle at the flex. That is maybe the three best wide receivers, probably three best wide receivers in this fantasy league. And then in fantasy league, you're going to draft in because Waddle's the top 15 wide receiver. Pittman's the top 15 wide receiver and Cup's the best. Uh, Pittman's the top 10. Uh, Pitt, no, Pittman's the top 10. Um, Waddle's top 15. And uh, Cup's number one so that's a scary unit that could all be number one wide receivers um in fantasy so that's that's scary and then um the running backs led by Fournette I like Fournette you know and Mitchell they both have that downside and they're a little bit scary but like I said when I drafted Melvin Gordon I feel good about stashing Melvin Gordon into replace one of those guys if one of those guys doesn't work out but I expect one of them to work in and I, I a shot on them that maybe both of them can work out and then my team really is stellar really is really good but not Melvin Gordon as that running back too I don't feel I don't feel bad about um you know and then there's also the option that I picked the late guy in Darrell Williams James Conner gets injured I can toss in Darrell Williams as I liked they said before Rondo Moore was another bench player I stacked and uh Drake London was another one so there's a couple other guys that I just stacked on my bench um but Cole Komet at the tight end position I thought was the big steal. He he fell that late and to be my second last non kicker defense pick is is such a good pick because you're just like okay that's good that's really good you picked a guy so late a tight end who could be a top ten tight end and should put up valuable numbers. He might not be the best tight end. Might not be a top five tight end. He might not have that upside. But he has the upside to be consistent on every week and has the upside on every week to be really good. So, you know, I'm really excited to see how he how he how he turns out. Um as of now. But um Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But Colcomet, yeah, I think that team is strong from being a top six. Uh, QB to being a top 10 tight end to having great wide receivers to I feel good about the running backs even with worries to the uh, to the starters um, of course but um you know I drafted the way I wanted to I think I got the team I wanted to at the end I think my team can win um no you guys should get a lot of information from this podcast about how Morton is do mock drafts if you want to get better Look at different ways. Look at every pick. Look at every strategy. When you know your draft pick for your league, do that pick. Memorize, oh, these players. Oh, I need these players here. I want to get these players here. This is the pick I want to get. Remember this guy. Yeah, I want to go get that guy. I don't want to be missing out on a Rondell Moore and Daryl Williams laying the draft, the two Arizona Cardinals. Um, I don't want to miss on the, the second wide receiver and second running back for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't want to be doing that. So, uh, so remember that. Get your pick set. 
you know, know it. Know it. Even if you don't know the pick till an hour before, you know, know every pick. You mock drafts. And listen to this podcast every time it's released. Today was a great podcast. It was tons of fun to be with you again for my first mock draft show uh, this year. Um, hopefully, we'll probably have one more or even two this year. But uh, later, sooner uh, than than we think, um, some rankings are going to come out. Or the rankings podcasts are coming. Boston values and all of that. Sleepers podcasts are coming. And as well, something probably the closest out of all of them. Some interesting players late in draft and questions that people you are questionable about going into drafts from each division. We will do that series. It'll be like a two podcast, maybe three podcast series, probably with another person, a guest on the show. But this was great. The mock draft was great. And I can't wait to be on for more NFL fantasy football podcasts. Hopefully you enjoyed this. And goodbye from Aaronson Sports Talk. It's been Caleb Aaronson.